This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. My name is Vinny. You're listening to the Vinny White Show on News Talk 1010. Always a pleasure, never a chore. It's about an hour and we will be discussing all kinds of things. It's a news-flavoured baked potato stuffed with last week's news, put together with the care and consideration that you uh, probably wouldn't expect. Yeah, so care and consideration, if care and consideration are on vacation. It's the Vinny White Show. Uh, you can get in touch with us on 71010 or you can call 416... 872-1010. i got Patrick putting pushing buttons. David Eddy's coming to see the show. Hello, buddy. And then, of course, I've got you in your homes, cars, and who could even say? I don't know. You could be listening in a house of ill repute. Perhaps I keep the wolf from the door. I've heard weirder things that this show is used for. Anyway, um, nice to have you regardless of where you are and what you're doing. But if you are doing naughty business, stop it. Um... Quite quiet in the news today, but I will be talking to Amanda Capito, who's our resident news anchor, uh, about all things Newsy Poos later in our weekly feature, Newsy Poos, if I can dig something up. But we start with this, uh, North Korea. Always a light topic, isn't it? North Korea. When you think North Korea, do you think, oh, they're a laugh, aren't they? They love a giggle. No, you don't really. Um, you think, well, death, destruction and threats. They're big on that. Last week, North Korea claimed to have taken out its first test on a hydrogen bomb. But I love these guys. There's an earthquake. They're like, oh, it's been an earthquake. How can we make that look like we're strong, powerful and important? Uh, say we exploded a hydrogen bomb. Bada, bada, boom. Let's do it. But shortly after, state-run television in North Korea announced the H-bomb had been a complete success. I think if I lived in North Korea, I don't think I'd believe the propaganda. Because it's too much, isn't it? King Dong Un needs to throw a curveball in to make it more believable. To sort of pepper the lies with some mess-ups. He should say, hi, this is Kim Jong Un. A fat guy with a nice hair. Nice to be here. Today we messed up a nuclear test, but we'll get the next one right. You know what I mean? He's too good. Didn't he... Didn't he have a better... But he did say that he would get a hole-in-one on every hole or something like a that. A statistician worked out what he'd said and then compared it with that of Tiger Woods and found that, if true, Kim Jong-un is better at golf than Tiger Woods. Yeah, much better, I think. Yeah, uh, He's very good at uh, everything, Kim Jong-un. Uh, earlier this year, North Korea declared a quasi-state of war with South Korea and said they are readying for battle against South Korea, which they've been saying since August 1945. But uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. The South Korean military began relentlessly blasting K-pop a few years ago over the border. So they've got these massive speakers that they've hauled in, and they're blasting K-pop just to annoy North Korea. Um, and uh, recently it's gone a bit bonkers, because when Kim Jong-un said that we've done this test last week, North Korea thought, right then, okay, let's turn it up. So on, on midday on Friday, which also just by pure coincidence happened to be the great leader Kim Jong-un's birthday, South Korea troops fired up an even bigger sound system and turned it up to max playing K-pop. Now, I don't listen to a lot of K-pop because I'm not Korean and I'm not 15, but if you want a, a good blast of... Imagine if you lived in North Korea. It's already pretty, pretty bad and distressing to go through that motion. 
Now imagine you live near the South Korean border and you know that life's quite good there because occasionally a balloon lands in your backyard explaining how cool life is outside in the free world and that everything you've ever been told is a lie. And then on top of that, you have to listen to this. Imagine that in your backyard, getting a bit of sun. And when do they turn it off? Never! That, it never stops. It's happening now and always. Stop it. Okay, we have the power to get rid of it. I would absolutely overthrow a despot over that music. Yeah. And I saw the video of the girls who were quite lovely. Another good reason to overthrow a dictator. Because you would like to get to those ladies. Exactly. Yeah. And be wherever that fun party is. Mm. I think 90% of wars have been fought over worse reasons than having to listen to that. That's actually a good point, yeah. <laughs> Possibly 99. That's a fact. If, if, if you just make facts up. That's very Trump-esque. If you say that's a fact, you could just... About yeah, you fifty know, percent of Americans will believe you. Oh, it's a fact. It's a fact. Anyway, that's what K-pop sounds like. Um, do you want some Kim Jong Un facts? I'm desperate for some. Uh, he's he's the world's youngest head of state. He's either thirty-one, thirty-two, or thirty-three, depending which birth date you can believe. Oh, I guess that's a good point. We never really know. He looks older than that, though, doesn't he? I would I would have guessed forty. Yeah, I would. Hey, the, maybe he's just unhealthy. You're definitely executed twice in the last minute for that. Um, according to Kim Jong-il's chef, Kim Jong-un, rather, not Kim Jong-il, um, he likes smoking Yves Saint Laurent cigarettes and drinking Johnny Walker whiskey. Very Lemmy-like, sort of a dainty <laughs> version of Lemmy. <laughs> dainty Lemmy. Death to the West! Apart from this lovely scotch. And these cigarettes from America. Yeah, that's interesting, too. Those are very, very Western things. He's a bit more pro-West than his dad. He actually grew up in Switzerland. So he's a bit... Oh! Yeah. He's a bit more groovy. But I know about still the basketball the West. stuff, too, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he loves... Um, what's his the name? The Bulls, the Chicago Bulls, generally. And, yeah, the crazy blonde dress-wearing Dennis Rodman. That's him. Yes. He's... In a battle of who's more bonkers, Kim Jong-un or Rodman? I think the same one has access to nuclear materials is the only difference. <laughs> old, Rod old nuclear materials. Rodman was just kicking cameramen in the crotch and dressing like a, a bride on the wedding day. It is beautiful how mad invites mad, though. You know? Yeah, the insane people really get, they find, when they find each other, it's, it's great, like a it? marriage in heaven. Uh, um, Kim Jong-un's haircut is very popular in the country. As it's known as the ambition cut, if you want that. Uh, male students are now asked to get uh, a similar haircut to Jong-un. The citizens of the country have to choose among state-sanctioned haircuts. Married women have more options of hairdos than single women. I suppose that's modesty or a reward for getting married. Yeah, it's an encouragement. Oh, I want the short back and sides with a slight comb over. Not until you pop a ring on it, love. Wow. I know. So it keeps it going in the bedroom, doesn't it? Because, you know, you need to... Liven things up once you marry. I better marry her so she'll change her hair so I can <laughs> spice things up. But the thing is, if you look, there's a poster of all the acceptable haircuts, male and female. 
They're all the same. Yeah, I did kind of think that too. There's, I've seen the male ones. It does essentially look like his haircut. Yeah, just there's, on different there's the center parting, the, the side parting to the left, the side parting to the right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's. Also, if you get married, you don't get to have pink hair with a, you know the side shaved and a pig pigtails. Yeah, it's slightly longer. Slightly longer. Uh, in the 1990s. Teachers in North Korea were given their teaching certificate only if they passed an accordion test. Seems reasonable. What? Though they weren't just accordion teachers, by the way. Science teachers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's so dumb. They're not big on science. Um, During elections in North Korea, this is still true, right? In the Democratic Republic of Korea... I love all the non-democratic countries are called democratic. Democratic Republic of Congo, war-torn place. Um, During the elections in North Korea, there is a ballot box and a ballot piece of paper. Electors can vote by writing yes or no. Yes counts as a vote for Kim Jong-un. No counts as a vote for Kim Jong-un. So... It's That's just of... a waste of money as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got that much, I know. Yeah. But this week, the world's loudest and most publicised bigot took a break from kicking out Muslims from his scaremongering talks to do an interview on CNN. When asked his thoughts on North Korea, Trump said, Hey, it's not my monkeys, it's not my circus. I've been working on it, it's not that good, is it? I've been trying to do a sort of lispy thing. Not my monkeys, not my circus. Just listen to Jimmy Fallon, he does a pretty decent one. It's very raspy. Is it? Is that where I'm going, Mark? Yeah, I come across as the... Not that bad. It's That's sort of the go- Godfather. Oh, I was <laughs> Marlon Brando. Vote for me or you get a horse's head. You listening to me? That was a bit better. I want the borders closed until we figure out what's going on. Not quite. Uh, I, I think it was better than the other version of it, but... This is my old one, if I hadn't done the husky. I want the borders closed until this government can figure out what the hell is going on. You sound like, that's a good American accent, not Trump. That sounds very Bostonian. Right. Strapping your ass. Do some work on this. Probably not the forum to be doing it, but nonetheless, he went on this week. Uh, he was asked what his thoughts were on North Korea. Trump said, not my monkeys, not my sharkish. Uh, China should solve that problem, and we should put pressure on China to solve the problem. He went on to explain that while China have said they lack control over North Korea, he didn't buy it. Uh, They say they don't have much control over North Korea, and they have total control over North Korea. China could impose taxes until they do what they're told. It's getting better. If we do the rest of the show as Trump... We'll lose all the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. By the way, as always, I don't even know why I bother talking about this guy. I don't know why the whole world talks about him, but I suppose he's mildly funny. If he wasn't quite so scary. Um, but he was wrong. Industrial capital stock is nearly beyond repair as a result of years of underinvestment in North Korea. Shortages of spare parts, poor maintenance, large-scale military spending, draws off resources needed for investment and civilian consumption. This means that actually China can't really tax anything to North Korea because North Korea doesn't really make anything anyway. North Korea's gross domestic product is about $1,000 per capita. In comparison, by the way, South Korea's GDP is about 35000 per capita. So... And never let the facts get in the way of scaring people. Mexicans are rapists. Muslims shouldn't be allowed to travel. Uh, 
But the funny thing about Trump is he always says China can fix stuff, and he, but he actually has this peculiar love for China. So when he said China should solve that problem and we should put pressure on China, it's him mentioning China again. Do you know how much Donald Trump mentions China? It does sound like one of his hot-button things. If you were to get all the times recently that Donald Trump has said China and put them together, I think it would sound like this. Let's say China. 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 You go over to China. 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 You take China. 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 I love them. China. 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 I have to have my China. China. China because China. 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 Now China. China. You know. China. I know China very well. China, 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 China. Northwest Wisconsin, where I'm from. It's China to me. China, 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 China. You want to buy from China? That's great. Buy from China. Buy toys from China. China in particular. China, China. I have people that I know in China. China, 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 China. China, 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 China. I've been saying China, 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 China. Okay, enough. We could go on. Does he put a T in front of China as well? China. It's uh, it's an yeah. He's got an accent for sure. China. That's what I'll practice on this week. I love China. I know people in China. It's not bad. It's getting there, isn't it? Text your advice on how I can make this better. If you've got any Trumpisms, um, text me on 71010. Right. When we come back, we will talk to Amanda Capito about all things news, including how to insult someone in various different ways across the world. Could come in handy if you're a bigoted traveller. And uh, also, we'll be talking about a petition that's called to ban pointless petitions. You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. News Talk 1010. What did John Moore say? Someone's, someone's texting John Moore. It says here, for John Moore, you were interviewing a girl who designs cars yesterday, and she commented that she is a Toronto girl and misses Toronto when she's not at home. You commented that it was an odd comment because everyone wants to get the hell out of Toronto. That was rude to her and to the rest of the people who were born and raised here in Toronto. Shame on you, John. If you said all the other ex-Montreal residents don't like it in Toronto, the door is open, man. Why don't you get the hell out? Wow. I can't imagine John Moore saying everyone wants to get the hell out of Toronto and meaning that he also was one of them. No, I... And I know exactly, I've heard that segment a couple of times. I thought it was a good interview. Uh, he w First of all, it was a joke. The whole interview was a very fun sort of joking back and forth kind of thing. Yeah. I, and I, I, he would have left if he wanted to. He's quite independently minded. Yeah. Although, having said that, we do operate a policy of chaining people to the desk. I've been here since 1962. <laughs> 
No, I know he likes it here. I love it when people do jokes. Yeah, I get, I get that sometimes. I get that. Um, I'll have you know that North Korea is a dangerous place, and Kim Jong Un is very evil. Oh well, God forbid we ever make a joke about <laughs> anything bad. We should only, we should only make jokes about balloons and puppies. Yes. I'm um, just trying to think of a balloon puppy joke. There aren't any. There's only good jokes about horrible things. That's the point of a joke, I think. Well, that's, Make you feel better. Let's change it now. Actually, you remind me of a, a co-host I used to have when I worked in Ottawa. Oh, we used to argue all the time. Because I used to be... I'm not exactly edgy, but it was a morning show on a, on a music station. And it was, you know, like Cheese FM. Cheese FM, you're listening to the same record over and over again. We're yeah. going to talk about weather in a light-hearted way. Oh, what's the deal with shoveling snow? That sort of stuff. They're uh, referred to as morning zoos. Yeah. Not a polite term for them. Well, I think that's being quite respectful. I've heard some of the content. They should be called morning cattle, because all they do <laughs> is moo on about nothing. Yeah, it's small talk radio. It is. And it smells of excrement, probably. Um, <laughs> but I had this woman, right? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I remember. We were doing a bit on... Um, it was in the early days of iPhones, and this guy in New York had tracked his wife by putting an iPhone in the trunk of her car and then switching the mode to Trace. So he tracked her and found out she was having an affair. And so I, I said, no, it wasn't, it's not a particularly funny line. It's just true. I said, years ago, I had a friend of mine in the UK that was worried about that, and he was worried that his wife was doing it, but it was before the iPhone, so he built a GPS tracking device, which was massive. In those days, it was like the size of two shoeboxes, put it in the trunk of her car, and she was having an affair. But, turned out, she was a lesbian. You can't compete with that. <laughs> and so it's not the best line ever. It's not exactly good. Like, I think Ricky Gervais might do better at the Globes tonight with his lines. I didn't explode with laughter, but I chuckled. It's exactly, and that's all it was ever meant to be. Actually, it was just a true anecdote, right? And then I put a record on, and she said, why did you say that? And I went, what? Because sometimes I think I must have sworn and forgotten. And she said, you said lesbian. And I went, yeah. She goes, there's, there's children in the car on their way to school. And I said, yeah, and some of them... Are lesbians. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's right. even funnier. Yeah. And, she, and she said, "Yeah, but I don't think you should joke about things like that." Well, then, then so it, you're back to balloons and puppies, then, aren't you? Yeah, but that really, Ricky Gervais. Actually, you brought him up. He's the one. A great quote that it's medicine for bad stuff. That's what f humor is. You don't need medicine for a good feeling. You and also, when it, when Ricky Gervais showers the celebrities of the Globes tonight with mildly offensive comedic rhetoric, that guy will text in here, obviously, and say, I didn't find him funny. I don't understand jokes. I've listened to a bit. He's already made fun of uh, Charlie Sheen, not the fact that he had AIDS, but he is making jokes about him. And in, in his defence, as he will always say, and he'll say this later when the press go, oh, has he overstepped the mark? He says, if you can't criticise the richest, most beautiful people in the world... Who can you criticise? Yeah, what's the point, eh? So, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Anyway, where was I going with this? I completely forgot my point. What was that? Well, how did we start this? I don't know, but I think I might be the one to blame for getting us off track. Are you a producer? Are you deliberately here to dislodge this railway carriage? Um, actually, uh, I'll tell you what, I was going to do it later, but let's just do it now. Hey, Pat, since you're here and you want to talk on the radio... Um, have you thought about like anything you might want to put on your walls at home? I have big, brand new walls in my new place, and they certainly could be filled. 
You're a beautiful man. You've probably got beautiful other people in your life. Wouldn't it be great if you could blow up that big sexy face of yours on a canvas? Oh, if only there was a place where I could easily and uh, uh, affordably get that done. Wouldn't it be great if you could pay on pickup? That way, knowing that your canvas looks good and you wouldn't pay, obviously, if it didn't look good. That seems like a fair and reasonable business practice. Only in Canada could you have a system of trust like this. What a great country it is. But I don't want to talk about how great this country is when I can talk about how great a company called MrPhotoCanvas.com is. MrPhotoCanvas.com? Yeah, it's not affiliated with me in any way, and I definitely don't own it and profit from doing these ads on a regular basis, which are borderline condescending like most radio adverts. Certainly no conflict of interest there. Tickety-boo, my friend. But no one actually advertise a canvas print company on this station other than me, do they? I certainly haven't heard it, those ads. Uh, no one other than MrPhotoCanvas.com, Toronto's best, cheapest and most reliable printing service for canvases. Who is that? <laughs> I'll do it in a Trump way because it's getting boring. When I do canvases, I do MrPhotoCanvas.com. They will even print immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like them, but they print them. Right. Um, actually, it's run by an immigrant. God damn oh, yeah, immigrant. that's a good point. I am one of those, aren't I? Sometimes I forget, because I've been here for ten years. Petition calls for ban on pointless online petitions. Yes, this week, news came out that a petition is calling for a ban on pointless online petitions. Expect soon, new petition that calls for a ban on pointless petitions, calling for a ban on pointless petitions. Some people on the internet are setting up, frankly, barking online petitions, and it's time for it to stop. Yes, these days... People seem to create change.org pages for just about everything. We've all had invites to sign them, and a lot of them are absolutely ridiculous. Holding authorities to account is a necessary competent for dem democracy, but the Internet's somewhat lost its way. Currently, there's campaigns to get rid of a fat emoji. I haven't seen a fat emoji. Yeah. Emoji, by the way, is the little icons that are used in text messaging. I know there was an is issue recently where there's now finally uh, emojis for different racial groups because they all used to be basically white characters. Well, you say that they used to. Most of them are yellow, aren't they? Yeah, but the implication was that the yellow characters were white. Right. So have they made blue ones now? They've made every color now. I think you're allowed <laughs> to choose the color of it. Right. Can you mix and match? Can you put a white fella in a turban? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Where's the progress? Let's set up a petition. Um, so there's a campaign for that. There's Trump's campaign, of course, to shut the U.S. border to Muslims. Yeah, of course, that's up there. And then I couldn't believe that this week I found a woman called Tina Reeves has started a petition, which has got thousands of signatures. Tina Reeves has asked to entirely close the U.K.'s border uh, until ISIS is defeated. Entirely. Entirely. From, from every, everyone. Just absolutely <laughs> so everyone. you can't go on vacation there? No, no. Oh my not until God. ISIS is defeated. Well, we'll all have to suffer. By the way, Tina lives in Spain. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, as a result of this. So she wouldn't even be able to get back home. No. Not until ISIS is beaten. Jeez. That'll fix it. If that's her... You heard her reaction to what you go on in England. Imagine what it is for Spain where she lives. Probably what, much worse. In what way? What do you mean? If she just wants to ban people from coming to England, I imagine how much worse, what what awful things she wants to do to people in Spain that are just around her. Oh, I see. Yeah. 
Maybe, <laughs> she, maybe she's going to set up a new one. Remove Spanish people from Spain. Exactly. I'm That's here what now. I mean. I'm here now. Now, yeah. come on. It's not right. And stop this Spanish language business as well. It's disgusting. I don't understand a word of it. Anyway, there's bigots everywhere, and most of them are mental. But um, everyone on the internet's mad, aren't they? They keep on setting up deluded petitions that they think will achieve things. They won't, so please stop them. And as a result, a man has now set up a petition to stop petitions. He says this, I cannot cope with the idea of people thinking things I do not think, believing things I do not believe, or reporting things I do not agree with. They must be stopped, he says. And furthermore, <laughs> everybody whose views are not in accord with mine and whose actions do not support the things that I want to happen should be fired from their job immediately. <laughs> Only then, he says, when everybody is exactly doing exactly what I want, will we achieve a fair, equal and pluralistic <laughs> society for which I dearly strive. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. Isn't it? Love him. I'm afraid I don't know his name, but you can uh, Google to your heart's content. Um, I'm going to talk to Amanda Capito soon. First of all, let's talk about the USA, which is always a bit bonkers. This week it's gone even more bonkers in account of the fact that the lottery winnings are bigger than ever. In fact, I think I'm right in saying they're the, now the biggest, not only in the US history, probably global history. Uh, Wednesday's jackpot in the US is set to be more than $1.3 billion. US dollars. No, Canadian dollars for the $1.3. Isn't it $9.90 something? Uh... American dollars? Well, 1.3 billion Canadian dollars is, is uh, $2.62. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, it's a lot of money. Who cares? It's, it's anything more than a billion. Even in rubles, you're going to be all right. Yeah, that's amazing that someone could potentially become a billionaire yeah. tomorrow because of Wednesday, a scratch card. Wednesday is the next one. Because there was a rollover yesterday oh, right. on Saturday's Powerball game. And that was $900 million. Oh, Okay, so I'm confused. It's gone up again. It's gone up again. Now, the odds to win the largest lottery prize in the U.S. history, which will be drawn on Wednesday, is uh, 292.2 million to one. Officials with the Multi-State Lottery Association, which runs the Powerball game, say they're expected about 75% of the possible number combinations would have been bought by Wednesday. So there's still a chance that no one will win it. But I think then they just give it out to someone else. I don't know how it works. I don't live in America. I'm not going to win, let's be honest. I don't buy tickets. Um, now, Fox News sent a reporter into a convenience store this week to interview a guy filling out his lottery numbers, hoping to get a piece of the jackpot, of course. Now, a random interview with a random man. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, I don't know. This. We're here at the line where people are doing it uh, the old-fashioned way. They're just filling out bubbles here. I want to turn some of these people around and ask you guys, sir, can I ask you what your lucky numbers are? Uh, I'm going to pick 14, 24, 2, 7, and 15. Oh, those are your lucky numbers. Can I tell you what, do you know your chances of winning? Slim to none. Slim to none, you're right. Let me tell you, it's one out of 292 million. What do you think about that? I knew it. You knew it. <laughs> your, your numbers are lucky, though, am I right? I hope so. I hope so. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay, that's not good. <laughs> we were hoping for a different answer. That's probably not the answer that we're looking for. All right. <laughs> I like her. Yeah, she has a very cute reaction. Yeah, <laughs> he said hookers and cocaine. I was hoping he'd say a house for his mum. Good thing. I like when they laugh at stuff like that because it is funny as opposed to going, oh, oh, oh we're yeah. sorry about yeah. that you had to hear that. Yeah, that's right. If you're that sorry, then why did you go in there and yeah. look and try and prod people to say stuff? Yeah, they I love do that. that. To drunk people after ball games and as well. And on Fox, they always go, oh, we're really sorry about that. Now back to some scaremongering and mistruths. Yeah, or a police chase. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sleep tonight. 
Uh, Isaac, his name, he was a shopper from Prem, Nevada, had apologised for what he said. Also, he went on to say, actually, I'm a married father of two. <laughs> yeah, it's just a joke. Yeah. That guy's going to complain. The one guy, he'll complain. Uh, he also insisted that he would not spend the jackpot, which expected to be massive, of course, on something so illicit. He said, uh, I'll just set up a few grow-ops. No, he didn't. He could, though, couldn't he? El Chapo's behind bars for the next 20 minutes until he escapes again. Yes, there's a vacuum in the market. Yeah. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. She goes through news like a panda goes through bamboo. But she's not a panda. She's Amanda. Capito. <laughs> I actually think that was officially the worst one we've ever done. That's pretty bad. But I kind of loved it. I think I can make it better. She goes through news like bamboo through a panda. It's Amanda. No. Should we give up? Yeah. Every week, Amanda, who is the news anchor, comes in and we talk about news. It's quite a quiet day in Toronto, news-wise, isn't it? Yeah, I think everyone's um, overwhelmingly preoccupied with the winter and the weather and the snow and the road conditions. So that's pretty much it. Can I use this as an opportunity to uh, shout out a a big hello to the woman that decided to uh, answer her phone in her SUV, which could have killed me on a bicycle today, and despite me having flashing lights decided to pull into the bike lane so she could enjoy her phone call, oh. thereby nearly crushing me into a building. But also, I don't know why you were biking today. That seems like an insane decision. Hang on a second. <laughs> Are we saying her actions were okay because I was <laughs> foolish to bike? So I, I embraced I'm the hardy blaming. weather. I'm victim-blaming. I'm victim-blaming. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I scared the life out of her when I when I knocked on a window. Oh, I hate when bikers do that. Yeah, well, don't use our lanes. Well, when you use our lanes... Oh, here we go. This is like... <laughs> I have had bikers that have had a bike lane and they're still in the main road what am i allowed to hit them because you put pound on my window if i win in your lane what we're doing is we're doing the old us and them <laughs> i too sometimes drive a motor vehicle when i do i don't put it into the bicycle lane is that a reasonable thing to do okay but if i had to pull over emergency and there's a bike lane there where what do i do define an emergency like i well let's say someone was call- you don't know what was on the phone maybe that woman was getting called to say that her dad has passed away and she's going to violently start crying, and she needs to not be driving on the road. And she needs to pull over somewhere. And so just, so, just so we're clear, in this case, the woman got a phone call and presumed... Who was it that phoned her to tell her about her dad? I don't know. Her mom? Her mom. Okay, so she looked at her phone whilst driving. Yep, opens it up and has it on speaker. Mm, she didn't have it on speaker, but let's assume ha- she did, which okay. she didn't. We don't know. Well, I do, because I can see it in her oh, hand. Oh, you're saying in this... Okay, but whatever. I'm just saying... An, you said define an emergency. I'm All not right. saying this... That would be an emergency. Or, like, if someone, you know, just, like, was was thinking they were going to have a heart attack, and they had to pull over, and then they pull into a bike lane, like... The, and then casually use a phone in their hand. I'm not saying that situation. I'm just saying right. an emergency in general. What of are they course. supposed to... What are drivers supposed to do? Bikers won't, don't, don't know what's happening. Well, for a start, I think it's worth pointing out that this happened on Adelaide Street, which has three lanes, one of which is a bike lane. Sorry, three lanes and a bike lane. Right. So there's parking on the other side. So yes, why don't you just nudge over to the other side of the road? That would take indicating and about another four to five seconds. Fine. So let's assume there is no parking... She was hands-free, neither of these things happened, and she was in a fatal emergency and worrying about a heart attack. Yes, she can signal into the cycle lane and have a heart attack there, yes. And I'm wishing that she did have a heart attack. (laughs) 
<laughs> I hope she's having one right now. <laughs> she probably is if she's listening to this. Oh, goodness. Yeah, well, I've got every right to knock. She's in my lane. I'll give her a knock on the window and say, can you get out of my lane? Nearly yeah. killed me. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. I'm not happy with this. Are you saying that <laughs> someone that nearly killed me because she was definitely just having a chat about buying Look how some... I got you to my side, though. I got you. I really swayed you. I shouldn't do anything, so I should just ride no, on by. I don't... But you should... Maybe you ring your little bell at them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this has got so condescending. <laughs> ring your little bell. Just ring your little bell. Do you know what effect a bell has on a woman in a almost completely silent SUV? Yeah, but you can't bang on, on someone's property. What if you broke her window? Would you be liable? Yes, you would. I can bang on the window. I did bang on the window. I don't resent it in any way, and I'm it's glad. It's obnoxious. It's obnoxious practice. Uh, oh, and parking in a cycle lane isn't obnoxious. I'm saying there might have been an emergency. Oh. Did she put her flicker on her at all or no? Well, why is it? If did she, she was... put her flicker on, though? No. Why is it that if she was in such an emergency, when I did knock on her door and she had a heart attack, she decided to drive off? Well, I don't know what happened there, but I've had pl- times where I've put my emergency blinkers on and pulled in. Yes, there was a bike lane, but I needed to pull over, and I've had bike- cyclists bang on my window. Some cyclists are assholes. Some car drivers are assholes. Okay. There is not an us and them mentality. Well, there is in this town, but there shouldn't be. I know. I still we think can coexist. I don't think so. I don't know. There's just so many. I just feel like there's so many bikers that have it's not just the random apple like i just feel like it's all the time i'm encountering that Mm. it shouldn't be so often so maybe there just needs the the ratios need to be changed it's a shame that so many of us give us a bad name but did i burn any carbon getting here no did i get some physical exercise which will elongate my life and make my mental health better yes did i do it in an efficient manner without going through any red lights yes did i nearly get killed yes do i resent that woman hell yeah okay big shout out to her (laughs) boring that we went went on a bit long didn't we that's okay i just didn't expect you to take such a driver's side <laughs> sounded like rob ford was in the room wow hey you're swimming with the fishes what am i going <laughs> you're taking your life in your own hands my heart bleeds for you because <laughs> as you know rob ford's from new york <laughs> <laughs> speaking of offensive things um it was it inspired me because I, I actually don't know what to do in those situations because i knock on the window and then she looked round and i go can you move? Because my bravado is somewhat bigger than... You know, when you yeah, walk when, out... And you, you're the type. I bet you retell these stories in such, like... Of course I do. Pompous and big ways. Of course I do. Big man on but campus. Reality, but you're just a... I didn't know what I was doing. You're a little smooth. And I was you're scared. Little, what did we do? Oh, you do. <laughs> I was a little boy with his little bell. That's what you are. You just ring a little bell. <laughs> <laughs> like Pavlov's dogs come running. <laughs> um, but it inspired me to look up insults because I thought... Wouldn't it be good if I said something really cutting and clever, which I absolutely didn't? So I've looked up some up from around the world. I'm going to give you a country, and you take your pick of these, and then I'll tell you one of the insults from there. All right? Okay. Bulgaria, Armenia, Australia. Which one do you want? Ooh, Australia, because that's English. Uh, actually, this one's quite good. I've heard this before. Um, if you're a ginger, as we call them in the UK, or a redhead, as yeah. we call them, um, you're an orangutan. Oh, that's funny. But obviously, uh, Australians have to abbreviate everything, so you end up a oranga. Oh. Right. Oh, mate, don't get her. She's a ranger. Okay, okay. Um, Bulgaria, Armenia, China. 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 I'm looking at this one. 250. Just the number? Yep, that's offensive, apparently. Why? Um, it translates as, uh, bow, uh, bow, uh, 
It doesn't. I mean, let's be honest, if anyone's listening that speaks Mandarin, they went, did that man just cough up something? Um, but if you can pronounce it properly, the word uh, 250 in Mandarin means that you're stupid. Referring to the ancient Chinese currency, the Diao, comprising of a thousand coins, this insult suggests that you have a quarter of that, i.e. a quarter of a brain. Oh. It's like saying that's, that's you're a quarter. Deep. You're a quarter. Right. You know? Um, Korea... Sweden or Malaysia? Sweden. Go and hide under something old. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that so bad? Well, apparently it's directed at someone who has said or done something stupid, telling them to get lost and put an old blanket over their head so they can look even more foolish. (laughs) That's the least offensive thing I've ever heard. I should have done that. That's great. Excuse me, you're in a cycle lane. Go and hide under something old. (laughs) What? I don't know, to be honest. Are you Translations Swedish? never do it. Translations never do it justice. Uh, Malaysia or Korea? Korea. Dog baby. Dog baby? Yeah. Like, just ugly? The literal translation of this phrase is dog baby. Um, they're cute, you would think. But unfortunately, in this case, it's actually an expression similar to son of a bitch. So not so cute. Mm. I wonder if it's because they eat dogs in Korea, don't yeah. they? Yeah. I wonder if you're just... Just so low on the totem pole, like, just such a just... It's amazing how culture's different, though, because if you said, oh, you're just a puppy... Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, oh... Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Should well, I throw one at you? Yeah, Italian? Cool. Do you have Italian on there? Oh, so, um, let me have a look at my here's a, here's a Here's a long list. But obviously there's lots of Italian, but, like, really something funny. No, Italian here. Yeah, you'll have to give me one. Bacala. Which is... You're just, like, that's a fish. But if you call someone a bacala, like obviously you, you might order bacala, you might eat it, but then if you're like, what a bacala, it's oh. just like you're so dumb like a fish, like you're just dumb as a fish. Oh. So just someone who's really like like ill, silly, loser, dumb. I can see that working. Yeah. Because they're not the most attractive either. No. Like, like I wouldn't gross... like to be called a haddock. Right. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, Bulgaria. You're yeah. as ugly as a salad. <laughs> Is that actually it? Actually, a, a, an amazing statement there. You're, in, you're as ugly as a salad. Um, so, like wilty and floppy? Well, it, it, <laughs> all it says about this is it's a basis for a slightly odd insult. No justification. No there. justification. Just that's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Armenian. What's it's that? It's not pretty watching a jackass trying to eat a pomegranate. <laughs> It's an insult referring to somebody who's a dumb, a bit of a dummy. Um, it paints a picture. Yeah, it's it's not pretty watching a jackass trying to eat a pomegranate. It's, I, I'd imagine it's not. Uh, hungry, you belong under a frog's bottom. <laughs> yeah, cool. it's normally said to insult somebody that's being ignorant. Okay. Um, and then finally, oh, this one's quite good. Oh, that's this works in English. It's Spanish translation into English. Uh, from Spain, you're so ugly, you made an onion cry. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, there's some good English ones I grew up with. She looks like a sack of spanners. Spanners? Yeah, that's well word for wrenches. Looks like a sack of wrenches. Oh. A can of crushed anuses. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, my personal favourite. Um, she was so dumb she had a face it looked like a spanked ass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that a lot? Some of my ex-girlfriends, yeah. Oh. Hence them being ex. Oh. <laughs> don't know why, but they didn't take it too well. No, really, you don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one more, just the last one. Uh, do you want Germany or Serbia? You surprise me. 
Um, Why don't you give me one and then I'll guess if it's Germany or oh, Serbia? We should have done this game this way. <laughs> it's okay. Just designed a way better concept. <laughs> someone who has sex in the dark. You're just someone that has sex in the dark. Serbia. Germany. Oh. <laughs> I love a bit of nudity, don't they? So in the dark would be bonkers. Oh, wow. This describes uh, an insult that's used to describe people so ugly that they have to have sex in the dark. <laughs> that's... <laughs> the Serbian one, if you are interested, we'll leave on this, is uh, may your wife give birth to a centipede so you have to work for shoes all your life. <laughs> <laughs> that is so complex it's so and layered. So ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you could have ended it at the, at the centipede part. <laughs> I suppose it means, I guess what it means is I want you to have to work just to support your wife, who's also ugly. Yeah. But... Yeah. It's just a bit too direct. How many centipedes have you seen with shoes on? <laughs> no, but just because they have so many legs. Yes, I don't need it. Okay, I'm, I'm, just... <laughs> I'm just worried about the literal issue of putting shoes on centipedes. But, uh, the more concerning literal issue is giving birth to a centipede. Come that's, on. That's an issue. <laughs> that's gr- Also, I think they failed to take into account that shoes for a centipede would actually be quite cheap because they'd have to be mass manufactured and you'd probably buy them in sets of 100 anyway. But they'd be so tiny and miniature that you'd have to work under like magnifying glasses and like you wouldn't you would need like lasers to print them <laughs> i'm gonna do a new one i i hate you so much amanda i want you to laser print shoes for a centipede that sounds pretty horrible to me and i want you to do it under a frog's bum with the lights off and a, and a blanket over my head yes while you're making an onion cry and on that bombshell i would like to tell you that despite your warped views on pedestrians <laughs> And cyclists <laughs> and the rights of us road users. Um, thanks for coming in. Thank you. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News, News Talk, Talk 1010. If you want to download this as a podcast, you can do so by going to newstalk1010.com, then click on my face and follow the links, and you'll end up at vinniewhite.co.uk, vinniewhite.co.uk, and then that way you can press various buttons that will make it magically appear in your iTunes, or you can do it with any other media player as well. I mean, quite well, although not perfectly well. Basically, you can get a podcast of this drivel to listen to all the way through the week if you want it. Um, Ricky Gervais is doing well, the Golden Globes. I'm going to watch that when I get home tonight. He's offending everyone. Pat, what did he say about Mel Gibson? So he's introducing Mel Gibson, who's presenting for Best Picture, and he said, you know, he's just talking, about, he's being very mean to him, but he says, oh, well, I could say one nice thing about Mel. Tonight I'd rather have a drink with him than Bill Cosby. <laughs> it was very good. Oh, I love it. It's not only a very funny Ricky Gervais, but it's good to see Mel Gibson doing anything. Is it, yes, that's not anti-Semitic. Exactly. It's been a while. <laughs> Or one of his drunken phone calls to the old ex-wife. I think I'll leave you on this this week. It's a willy signature. Yes, a signature in the shape of a penis. A man has lost a five-year battle this week with various Australian authorities to use a drawing of a penis as his official signature. Jared Hyams signed a change of address application with a phallic doodle five years ago in Australia, suspecting that it would not be scrutinised. I thought it would be a laugh, he said. They had to prove it, and it would be uh, like, you know, come back with a picture of a penis on my driving licence. I did it for a laugh. 
Did it for a, I should have said laugh, shouldn't I? Laugh. Should have did it for a laugh. It was only joking. Oh, my God. What are you, Dick Van Doink? You sound like people when they meet me in a pub and think it's hilarious to be me. I do a good Australian accent. Mm. Um, he was met with a torrent of letters refusing to recognise the signature. A quite good drawing of a penis as authentic. It's got um, all the all the bits. Um, I was receiving letters and phone calls telling me I couldn't have it, and I thought, that's interesting, or not, he said. Instead of relenting and signing his name, Hyams entered a five-year legal battle with state and federal government agencies in Australia over whether his inscription of a penis constitutes a legitimate signature. He adopted the inscription as an official signature and applied for all kinds of documents with it. Passport, driver's licence, heavy goods vehicle licence, proof of age, you name the official document, the, the application for it was always signed with a penis. The Australian Agency for Driver's Licences initially rejected his signature and although Jared has applied twice, both times he's been fought by a ma magistrate. Uh, the Department of Trade and Foreign Affairs in Australia refused him a passport as his signature could constitute sexual harassment, they said, while the Department of Justice rejected his application for a working with children criminal check. I know. Mm. To be fair, Jared admits that he felt some sensitivity towards the latter decision. Working with criminal... Working with children criminal check, yeah. Uh, he said... What's in a signature anyway? It comes down to function. It's not really about its actual form, is it? As soon as you start defining what a signature is, you run into problems. It's meant to be what it's meant to be. And in my case, it's not really a signature. It's more of an illegitimate scribble. It's just a penis. I don't know why people are so upset with a penis. He said, definitely not in that accent. Got a bit old western by the end. <laughs> Can we have a couple of Chinas before we go? Can we just have, what, two or three? Because I think it's so funny. Uh, for no apparent reason, I'm going to leave with Donald Trump banging on about China over and over again. And I'll see you here next week. Same time, same place. The gentlemen with far more professional radio shows are following. Cheers. Let me ask you about China. China. I go to China. 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 China, 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 people from China, they love me. Right. China. 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 In China, they say I don't like China. I love China. People think I don't like China. I love China. 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 Is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. 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 Whether it's China, China. So if you went to China and you wanted to get a job in China.